It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Look at this wall and see it kind of move around and move back and forth a little bit. 
maybe I maybe I drink too much beer. I don't know. So I kind of put it in the back of my mind, and I had some other really weird dreams, reoccurring dream. And I have to tell you, this reoccurring dream as a teenager scared the wuss out of me, just absolutely scared me, because I see this um, spiral, and the spiral kept going in and in and in and in. And and the very end of the spiral was a bright light. So it was like I was stuck into this light. And then I would wake up and I would freak out. I don't want to go into the light. Well, you know what it meant. No idea what it was about. What's that light all about? Why am I having this weird dream, you know? Maybe it was again, too much beer as a kid, right? Too much beer. Yeah, I drank most of the beer. Not too much wine. <laughs> point, yeah. Beer and popcorn was my thing. Okay, that's just distracting myself from what I wanted to talk about. So, I was about 19 or 20, and I was doing a ministerial program, and I was doing what they call pastoral counseling to a couple that were coming out coming of the drug culture at the time. Now, this is the late 60s, early 70s, 1970s, that is. And I remember saying something to them, and afterwards going, Hmm. Where did that come from? That was me. Where did that come from? So let's speed forward a few years. Let's spend a whole lot of time on that one. I'm trying to get into where I came from and who I'm about and why I do what I do, right? So let's speed forward a few years. Got married. Still kind of church, but not really in the church because I, I was studying some other things. And then I started to read these books on metaphysics and spirituality. And I started to attend a, I guess you would call it New Agey Channel type church. It was called Astara. The whole, and it was really a groovy bookstore. A really groovy bookstore. I remember going into the bookstore going, wow, this feels like home. It really feels like home. And, and around that time, I started to meet some people who were the same mindset as me, or the developing mindset. And then one morning, as I was starting to read this material, into um, I came home from work, but I was a king manager at the time, because I went back into business and took accounting and business principles and worked as an accounting manager and controller, you know, depending on the size of the company. So I had this voice yell inside my head. I mean, I heard it once after that, but it was pretty loud. It was like inside my head, this voice yelling at me, going, planet save my people. Now that set me off on a whole different tangent of life. I, what is that all about? Why am I why am I doing all some of you might have heard this before. I'm just kind of going back over it because I want those who don't know much about me to realize where I came from and what I do. So let's, let's go a little bit deeper into that. So I started to explore environmental causes. I said, well it's environmental, you know it's the planet, heal the people, heal the planet, save my people, has to do with saving the planet. And, you know, I, I kind of went down that path, but also at the same time, I was introduced to some ideas about channeling, a book on channeling. I thought, I would do that. It was like, you ever, you ever read something and you go, I can do that. I want to do that. That sounds like I want to do. So, obviously, after reading the book, class opened the uh, sacred history. <clears throat> uh, I ate some pizza in my throat. 
get the water before let it go. I took this class. It was about eight weeks. And we channeled and we studied and we worked on it. And eventually I started to get connections to spirit. To this, my spirit guides. And you know, over the years they've developed very spirit, different spiritual guides based on the idea of vibration. But about the same time I started to study shaman practice. Because I was fascinated by shaman practice. I was fascinated by the rituals of shamanism. One of the things that stood out to me, like really jumped off the page, was the whole idea that everything is vibration. It just like it struck to my core of truth. Everything is vibration. Even rocks are a vibration. Uh, I'm not probably not going to be able to take any calls today because I'm just doing an overview of who I am, how I got where I'm at, and what I do. So, uh, not not to be rude or anything, but I, if I have, a, oh, in 20 minutes, if I have about 15 minutes, I can take about maybe one or two calls if, if there's time left. But I just want to present this stuff of who I am, what I do. And so, people, if you align to what I do, that'd be cool. So, I studied channeling. And I started to take on, I developed a relationship with a spirit guide. And spirit guides. It was kind of fascinating over time, not that led to doing psychic work, but, but also some interesting channeling. Like, you're going to believe this? I don't know. I want to believe this? You ready? Hold on to your hat. Channel aliens. Ooh, not like space people, like from other planets. That was really strange. Uh, to say that, I've been reading a book on, on, on Palladians, Palladians, and visiting the Earth. And so one night I decided, well, I was with my wife at the time to try to channel an alien, and I did. Now, the energy was different. You know, when you channel, the energy comes in softly. Usually, they introduce themselves to you, and it feels comfortable to take in a presence of a spirit guide or a teacher. But the alien, nah, it's a little different. It was like, yeah, like, drop right in, like, wait a minute, this is weird. So, I remember what the, I don't remember too much about this time, what the alien was talking about, particularly their where they came from to some degree, what they look like, their purpose on visiting planet Earth, what they wanted to do with us, all that fun stuff, right? Fun stuff. So that's why they were here. So I, I thought, well, that's kind of fascinating. They even gave me a name, which I could never pronounce again. Kind of twisted my mouth around a little bit. Oh, I guess I'm <laughs> really going through this. seems like I'm going way too slow. <laughs> I'm trying to get from right where I was back then in 1990 to where I am now. So, but I said various modalities, things, the shaman practice, the channeling, you know, and that led into studying hypnotherapy and taking a course, a year course in hypnotherapy to become a clinical hypnotherapist. Now, that was fun. I enjoyed that a lot. But I didn't, I didn't like the traditional hypnotherapy, the weight loss, the smoking, things like that. that. That interests me. Because I like doing past life work, taking people to past lives, or as I learned later, to take people in between lives, take them home to see what its experience would be when they pass. When they pass. And so that, that was fascinating to me. So I've done like hundreds of past life regressions and some between life regressions. One of my favorite things to do is past life regressions. Now, tying in my intuitive ability my psychic abilities, my mediumship abilities, 
you can call it, I started doing past life readings, just picking up where a person was in the past life and how that affects them now. Because really, the point is, you have a past life or two or three thousand, right? But they have some meaning in your life now. It's just an entertainment. Well, it is kind of sort of, but it's not really meant to be pure entertainment. It's meant to help you understand your life now. Like, what are you bringing forward into this life, and what didn't you accomplish in a past life? And some of the fears you have now, like fear of water. Well, maybe you got shot down in an airplane during World War II, or whatever, and you drowned in the water. Or yeah, just that sort of thing is kind of interesting. So I have to meet people who do very similar things and friends. That kind of evolved into doing that sort of thing, doing past life regressions. Then, then I thought, well, I'll study another mode because I even after I started channeling, I started to pass a lot of energy out of my hands. You know, I people go, well, could you help me? You know, could you put your hands on me? But I knew it was energy. Excuse me. So I took a Reiki class. I was attuned to Reiki, and I went through all the different process of Reiki up to master. It was about energy. But what I found really fascinating to do in the Reiki thing was not so much put energy into people, but pull negativity. Like, certain part of the body would be hurting, and I would put my hand on, and it would be like I was pulling out this energy that was causing physical harm to that person. Physical pain. Pulling out pain. Let's just call it pulling out the energy that relates to the pain. Now, to me, that was like cool stuff. Wow, that's really great. I could do that. I love doing that. That's one of my favorite things to do. You put energy back on there. You do, You could do a, a chakra testing and align the chakras with the crystals and all that sort of fun stuff. I was doing it at a, a bookstore metaphysical center for a long time, and it was really, I, it was a good part of my life. I did that for, that sort of thing at that center for years. I really enjoyed it. So, so I, I'm going to go through history here. I'm going to give you what I love to do. So I love doing that. Now, it's a little different where I impact because most everything I do is on the phone, phone. But I can still do, through, let's say, Skype or other things, that'll align people's chakras, help them to align their chakras. And we can talk about that. So it was the best life work that I love to do. And also the channel. And I do channel now, but I most some of it on the radio, but a lot of it is in writing. I write through channel material. So that kind of pulls us it's pretty close to where we are right now and what I do. So I'm only about halfway through the show. So if I want to call in about five minutes if you're still listening. I'm just going to cover where I'm at right now and what I do. So, you know, why did I get into mediumship? Why did I try to be, why did I want to get messages from dead people. Because I kept getting these messages and doing reading psychic work. I found that if I could give a message from somebody's grandmother or grandfather or answer whoever who's passed on the other side, that it was kind of much more effective than my spirit guides because they know they know your energy. They know who you are. 
and amazed at the messages I give to people from their ancestors, how relevant it is to what they need, what life is about. I mean, it's funny because they're very outspoken. Your ancestors are very outspoken. You know, the people ask me, what about this relationship? What about this man or woman in my life? What am I going to do with them? And I tap into an ancestor. They were pretty strong answer, like, but they kicking the curb. You know, I mean, well, it almost will be that but sometimes. They'll say, no, this is not the one. And it feels comfortable doing that. It feels really comfortable. So I love doing that. I love giving messages from the other side, from ancestors or famous people. And I've channeled, or, yeah, I should say I've channeled famous people. I guess mediumship and channeling are pretty much the same thing. So that's what I like to do. I like to do that. Now, let me back up a little bit, a little way back, a little bit further back. And, and just about the time I was studying, the, not the channel, but, the, you know, working for the metaphysical bookstore, I discovered the law of attraction. Secret. Remember this secret? That's kind of old now, isn't it? It's been out there for a long time. But I discovered it, and I thought, well, this is really cool, manifesting what you want in your life. Now, some people took it as a very materialistic point of view that you can manifest anything you want, uh, you know, and it's kind of greedy in a way. No, I, no, I think it can be that. But it's more about an alignment, how you align with source energy, the divine energy, how you can align with that energy to bring things into your life whether it be a relationship, whether it be money, whether it be a career. And just to sidetrack that a little bit and discuss that a little bit, I, I think this is really valuable and really important. Because when I do readings for people, I want to kind of make that reference to the law of attraction, that how the energy we put out into the universe is what we get back. Does that sense? What we put out into the universe is what we get back. If you have a positive attitude, if you have a loving attitude, that comes back. So it depends on our attitude. It's our consciousness, our thought process that we put out there. You know, and I'm going to reverse back a little bit back in time to when I was in the business world, I read a book on creativity in business. And the, the authors were professors of business at, I think it was Stanford, one of those you know, big time universities, right? talked about the collective unconsciousness and then if you have a problem you put it out there i got a problem i want this and this i got a problem and you let it go now this kind of really corresponds to the law of attraction which i read many years later which is really the same principle you turn it over you got a problem you give it to the universe you give it to god and you get out of the way because our life is about feeling good so that was the point i got out of that is to feel good. constantly wanting to feel good and surrendering problems. I call it being in solution mode. Solution mode is letting go of the problem, turning it over, and waiting for a solution. In the book, it talked about, well, go play golf. Office, can't work it out, get away from it, and the answer will come to you. So sometimes the answers come in various ways. That word synchronicity comes into play. So some various ways you get your answers to what you want, okay? So that brings us kind of current. So 
I like to do that. I like to help people work with them. And that's part of the, the life coaching, how to manifest what you want. And same thing with relationships, how to, how to make the relationship work. Because doing readings in other aspects of life, <laughs> I've probably dealt with thousands of relationship issues. And, it's, and the answer, answers I get are from school, of course, from workshops that I've gone to about relationships and my constant reading about relationships. But even more important, it's my spirit guide say. I give it to them and let them comment on what's ever going on in your life, your relationship issues. And so I'm channeling information. Now, they may be picking my brain for things I've read or studied or certain aspects of relationships. But so I enjoy working with people on their relationship issues. Not so much when will we get married. No, it's about how do you get to that place? How do you get that relationship to that place? It's all about. How do you get to that place? How do you manifest it? Okay, that's cool. How do you manifest a relationship? But also, how do you get this relationship to get what you want out of it? Or can you? I'm on the same page. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes, and, and part of it is like, now it's not going to work. Now, your relationship is not going to work. Your relationship is not going to work because you're too different. Now, sometimes one of the things I found out about relationships and men and women who are completely different <laughs> in some ways is how we look at life and how we address life. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on that because this is really more of an overview, but how introverts and extroverts, masculine and feminine, interact in a relationship and how certain characteristics of a masculine an introvert is much different than, let's say, an extrovert female. Ooh, they have that balance between them, but there's a big contrast there, and especially the introverted, the extroverted female will get really frustrated by the introverted masculine male because they never open up. He won't share. She's always sharing, trying to share things, talk about things, and he doesn't open up. How do you deal with that masculine-feminine dynamic that's really important here? You need the masculine and you need the feminine balance in a relationship. Sometimes they're right down the middle where they both kind of show a lot of both masculine and feminine. But that's the smaller majority. It's usually the very, very masculine attract the very, very feminine. And usually the extrovert and introvert kind of. So you can be very feminine and be introverted and very masculine and extroverted. But... The ones I seem to be running into are the masculine who are very introverted. And how do you deal with that? How do you cope with that? That's one of the big issues that I've dealt with in relationships. How do you understand that and deal with it? And how can you build a relationship around that difference? Or can you, or you get so frustrated that you give up, throw your hands up in the air, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this anymore. I can't take it. You can't talk to me. And it's really funny because a lot of these men and women have been together for years. And they still he doesn't communicate. I don't know what he wants. But I'm not going to get into how you can get that, resolve that issue. But that's one of the things I do. I like to talk to people about relationships, issues, and where your, my spirit guides or where your ancestors are saying this is going. And what you need to get 
to where you want to be. Again, how do you attract what you want? So I tie in the law of attraction a lot with what I do. And my channeling, my spirit guides, your ancestor back to past life. I'd love to do that. So what else do I like to do? I, you know, the healing part, I really haven't done much of that lately. I really enjoyed it. Well, I have the opportunity. Maybe sometime I can have an office and be able to do that for people. Maybe not at this point, but it's kind of interesting. I modality. Now, one thing I've learned about all this is you have to focus. Anything you do in life, you have to focus. You have to focus on one thing at a time. I mean, it doesn't mean over time you can't try different things in your life, experiment with them, but doing what you do, you focus. You focus on one thing that you're really good at, and it gives you a great deal of satisfaction to do what brings you bliss, what brings you the greatest joy in doing. So for me, at this point, it's probably being past life regressions. That would be a great deal of joy. I love doing that. It really helps people. I like to talk about relationships, especially if I'm communicating with my spirit guides or your ancestors or giving you information, either past life. It's really more about how do you get what you want in life. That's what turns me on, is how can you get what you want in life? How do you get there? We're all confused. Now, right now, in society, it's, oh, what is this going to end? So, I'm not the traditional psychic in the sense of, oh, in three weeks, you know, I've done it, and I do it all the time, but I prefer to get to how you get where you, what you want, because I believe we can get what we want. We can really get what we want if it's within our capacity to get that. Yeah, my spirit guides are buggy, but George, why don't you let talk? So I'm going to go away. I've got about four minutes left in the show, so I'm going to turn it over to my spirit guides. So I'll be back on Thursday. I'm not sure what we'll talk about. I'd go into a different topic. So I want to throw all this out there. See what you think. If there's anything that sparked interest, you can contact me through here. At, or my email address is there. You can contact me that way. So, okay, so I'm going to give them a couple minutes. We, we, we commend teachers, we commend teachers and spiritual teachers for the ability to give people. That's, that's one of the driving for, for forces in your universe or your planet, hope. Without hope, you don't get where, where you want to go. Without hope, unless you can see that light at the end of the tunnel, you're not going down that tunnel. You're not pursuing anything in your life unless you know, have hope that you can get there. Because hope will lead to openings, opportunities. Hope will keep driving you forward, pushing you forward, pushing you forward, knowing there's an answer, knowing that there's something you can do to solve the situation. Always hope. If you get discouraged and you get negative, you give up. Then you're stuck. Then you don't get solutions. And the point we're trying to make is you want solutions to problems. <clears throat> Maintain the attitude of hope. Maintain the belief that there is a solution to every problem. And that the universe, spirit, God, whatever you call it, <clears throat> George has got something stuck in his throat. 
universe, source, God, whatever you call it, will to you a solution. That hope will brighten, wide open, open, become hope, oh, more and more open, and hope will turn into solution. So that's what we try to present to you, that if you have hope, if you have a belief, somewhere there's an answer, somewhere there's a solution, that's what you on the road to solution. Because then you can turn it over. I have hope. I believe. I believe that there can be an answer to this. I believe that there can be a solution to this. So you turn it over. You give it to your spirit guides. You give it to your ancestors. You give it to God. You give the problem. Now, this is a little bit what George was talking about when we emphasize the importance of learning how to let go and give it over. We won't talk too much about it. We only have a few seconds, but part of it is raising your vibration, getting out of a negative state, getting into a positive state, and hope helps you stay in that positive state. We would want you to move into appreciation and gratitude for things in your life. That even gives you a higher vibration place, vibrational place. And if you can live from a place of kindness, displaying kindness and love to others, then your vibration doesn't align with the divine nature. And if you can stay in kindness, you can stay in love, the vibration of love. It becomes easier and easier for you to manifest whatever you want to find solutions to all problems because you're in alignment with the divine nature. So another comment, think about hope. Apply hope to your life. Always. And raise that vibration of appreciation, gratitude, Love. Thank you. Okay, done. Well, they I do the timing. I'm eyes closed. <laughs> I always do. We'll be back on Thursday. I'm not sure what we'll talk about. If any questions, any topic you want to discuss, more than willing, contact me. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.